0: This is Truth Be Told. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Truth Be Told. We're continuing our conversation. It is January, so it is Human Traffic Awareness Month. We have Holly Christine Hayes here with us. Can you just tell us a little bit about your organization?
1: Absolutely. So Sanctuary Project is a nonprofit organization that employs and empowers survivors of trafficking, violence, and addiction. So we uh, we work with women who have come out of a life of trafficking, violence, and addiction. I came out of that life myself uh, about 19 years ago and uh, have always mentored women that are coming out as well and directed them toward healing in the right areas, but found that employment and finding that new uh, purpose or identity was kind of the missing piece or the biggest the biggest puzzle that needed to be solved in people's lives. And so I started Sanctuary Project in February of 2017 to um, to, to meet that need. Um, so we make jewelry. Uh, all the jewelry I'm wearing is all Sanctuary Project. Oh, and, and oh, the jewelry Kristen's wearing. wearing. It's jewelry I that you actually would want to wear. <laughs> it's pretty, right? <laughs> it's really so pretty. pretty. It's I'm, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that I was really passionate about because I'd worked with an anti-trafficking organization in Southeast Asia, and I won't say which one, but I loved the work they were doing and I hated the jewelry they were making. Because it's often not cute. It's right. like, yeah. oh, it looks yeah. like it's made by survivors. And so it ends yeah. up being a compassion purchase. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yes. get it. where like,
0: yeah. you get know, it? So. It's like all
2: wrecked and needed. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever. I mean, there,
0: you know, it's a certain style. Right, but from a business standpoint, yeah. to yeah. keep doing the work that you're doing, making a product that actually people buy help to keep it's women And set repeat voice. customers, right. too. So. Because totally. you don't want the one time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you get the nice, like, oh, I did a good deed, donors. But you don't mm-hmm. get the actual customers. Right. That have and, really and the conversation if you something gift. cute because
3: if it's beautiful you'll want to gift it Absolutely. and I've already gifted pieces that ring that you're wearing yeah. I gifted that to a friend it's so pretty and if it's cute like if yeah. it's something
1: attractive then someone will ask you about it like oh I love your earrings where are those from and then you're having a conversation yeah. about the women who've made it yeah. um, and the women who are making it get to make beautiful things all day long yeah. and so yeah. they I watch day after day as um, as their self esteem just grows as as their um, first of all like uh, just a menial task of, of making something is yeah. there's so much just inherent self-esteem that comes from, yeah. I made this, well, I finished this. Yeah, that
4: this. sense of ownership. Creating. Yeah. Creating.
1: Yeah. And then the payoff of like, that one's done next one that one's done next one that one's done and so all day long they're getting these little boosts and rewards so psychologically they're feeling like they're accomplishing they're feeling the sense of value they're making beautiful things at the end of the day they can look back on this beautiful thing they did Um, we did I'm often also making jewelry (laughs) which I love I did not realize I would love it so much (laughs) Um, so yeah so that's what Sanctuary Project does Um, we're hoping in the next couple years to expand into residential housing and and treatment as well Um, but we decided to start with this employment piece because uh, if we can create a sustainable nonprofit just based on our product sales, then we're able to provide more services to survivors. Um, And so for me, it was really about creating a a different kind of nonprofit that isn't relying solely on grants and donors, um, though we want them. We want all those things. So if you guys are looking (laughs) for an organization, we do need it. We Um, will have the link and
0: the information too as well.
1: Thank you. Uh, So so that's the work we're doing, and and we're partnered with other anti-trafficking organizations that are doing work that are coming at this from all the other angles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there are organizations that are focused on rescue, that are doing Mm -hmm. the actual rescuing, that that first call, Um, emergency housing, where are they going to sleep those first few nights, long-term housing programs that you know women can be in for years after to rebuild, where they're not having to worry about paying rent and paying bills and those yeah. kinds of things that can often lead them back to that life. Um, and so we're really working in the restoration piece, but we're partnered with all these other organizations that are doing prevention and rescue and
0: uh, and housing, um, really coming at it all together from all different angles. And that's beautiful. And like resources yeah. are so important and in an industry um, that makes $150 billion a year. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot of money uh, that people are making off of human trafficking. Yeah. So to have organizations like yours and so many others that are helping, you know, resources are really important. So yeah. if you're looking for a place to help and donate, we will have the Sanctuary Project linked in below. And please partner uh, with Holly and her team. They're doing amazing work here, not only locally, but, but globally.
1: And that $150 yeah. billion, uh, you know, that what I'm always struck by when I hear stats like that um, is we've got to do better yes. than the traffickers. Like, yeah. if we're on the other side yeah. of this, yeah. we need to be giving more than $150 billion a year to anti-trafficking exactly. organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're not doing better, if, if those who are fighting this are not coming alongside and mm-hmm. doing better than the traffickers, then then we're always going to have this yeah. imbalance, right? We're not going to stop it until we're out giving, what, then we're, until yeah. we're creating an industry in the yeah. anti-side that's larger than the industry in yeah. the
3: pro-side, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I love the donations. But like I was just saying before, like if you're giving gifts, this is such a great way to do it because mm-hmm. you're not just giving a beautiful gift to a friend, but you're choosing to give into an organization as well. And so for me, like an organization like yours isn't just like a one-time donation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's a great place. as like a first stop to buy gifts for my friends, for my family, mm-hmm. like because they're yeah. beautiful pieces. I had a question for you. Um, I don't know if it's a little uh, off this train of thought but one thing I've spent some time with you obviously and one thing I always go back to my husband and say I'm like you just would never know that that has been your past. Mm -hmm. Like you walk with such grace and freedom and wholeness Mm -hmm. and you would just never know that you've had a past um, that's been in the sex industry that can so often damage people emotionally, physically, everything. And like you actually carry no residue of your Mm -hmm. past. And so I wanted to ask you like what are some of the things that even if there are some people who are watching who have been in that industry Mm -hmm. and they're on Mm -hmm. the other side walking this out, trying to figure out how to walk in wholeness and freedom. Like, what are some of the steps that you went through to get to where you are today? Because you honestly live, like, a life of just such grace and freedom oh, that it's so inspiring.
1: You. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, well, I'm 19 years out, and so I think that helps. Yay. If you met me two years out, <laughs> you would say none of those things. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, she is really damaged, and she's making all kinds of bad choices, and we just need to pray for that girl. <laughs> um, so so there is this grace that comes with time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also made really intentional decisions in my life to fight the, the damage that was done to me. Yeah. Um, one thing that we were just talking about yeah. earlier is um, I made a decision um, when, when I became a Christian, when I came to Christ, I made a decision to enter into a practice of sexual purity. Mm. Um, not in any sort of legalistic way of like, oh, that's bad, I don't want to do that anymore. But I knew that there was some healing that needed to happen in my heart. And like we were talking about on episode one, um, some of that couldn't happen in the context of sexual relationships. Yeah. I yeah. needed to take yeah. some time away yeah. from sexual relationships to actually heal those broken parts of myself because what had happened after being in um, after being sexually abused as a child and then being in sexual relationships from the time I was 14 on um, and then and then the you know the violence and the trafficking that happened um, that ended at 21 I still was making bad choices in my early Mm -hmm. 20s I still was choosing dangerous men I still was uh, I still was associating all of my identity with my sexuality Mm -hmm. and so in order to shift that, I really had to make conscious decisions to remove sexuality from my yeah. relationships, um, and and I wasn't perfect in that. I mean, you know, let's be honest, like I didn't, <laughs> but I did. Um, I did wait for marriage to have sex, um, and so um, my wedding night, I was super nervous. I mean, like, I was, like, you guys, I was, like, a virgin. I was, like, I mean, it was a Madonna song. I, I made him get drunk because I was so nervous. I don't drink. And so I was, like, I was like, um, can you just drink this bottle of champagne, please? Because you're about to see me naked for the first time. And, like, people, no one had seen me naked in years, right? And so I was, like, I was really nervous. Um, but he got drunk enough, and it was beautiful. <laughs> the Lord moved. Girl, I'm sure he did not need that champagne. I know, he didn't, I needed it, yeah he was all good, he yeah, was yeah. ready um, and he had also waited and so it was it was this really beautiful thing that we had done together and I'd felt really safe with him because mm. he was willing to wait for me and and there were men that I that's dated cool. who were like, no, I'm out, thanks Yeah. <laughs> well and if um, you love me,
4: you'll do this
1: right, and just like, oh come on like that's so old fashioned like, you know, and we're not 18 year olds like, you know, we're in our 30s like, we've had sex before what's the mm. difference, and so I I could see all those justifications. But for me, I really knew I needed to do that for healing. I also removed drugs and alcohol from my life. I've been sober since I was 21. So um, I'm coming up on 19 years of sobriety as well, which also forces you to do the healing, right? I've never been able to like run to that glass of wine. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I've had to face my feelings head on Mm. um, and full on. And, um, you know, and I, I know that I couldn't have done that without the grace of God and, um, and, some, and some therapists along the way, yeah. too, that, yeah. um, that came alongside me and, and helped me work through those things and, and positive, healthy relationships. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so good.
0: But you know, and there was a difference for you. You know how you were saying other people were like, oh, it doesn't make a difference. There was a difference for oh, you. Because on the other side of giving those things up and actually taking that time to heal, you were able to get to such a place of freedom that you're able to reflect exactly what we all see. Yeah. And, you know, and you're able to give that back and pour that into so many others. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And. Yeah. We're really proud well, of one you. one thing
1: you mentioned, too, is, like, oh, you would never know looking at her. And, yeah. and I wanted to touch on that because um, I didn't look much different than mm. I do now when all this was going on. Mm. Um, I was homeless at the time and um, because my trafficker had kicked me out because I wasn't showing up for the jobs he lined up for me because I kept getting drunk and high. Oh, no. Anyway, I actually, like, <laughs> failed at being trafficked. Oh, it's super God. embarrassing. <laughs> when I meet women who are, like, successfully trafficked, I'm like, tell me what that was like. Oh, my God. I totally
2: sucked at it. Oh. Um, <laughs> You know, I was the world ber-
0: world's worst stripper. Yes. Too, so we'll, about you. we'll talk about you later. But
2: I, I kind of understand.
0: Yep. This. You know, when yep. she was saying that, I was like I thought of yes. Like we're like failures like, at like sex work, which is just the most embarrassing of all failures. But
1: I did look very much like I do today. Um, yeah. You know, I was in college. I came from an upper middle class family. You would not necessarily have looked at me and and known that I was being trafficked. Mm. And so, and you would not have looked at me and known that I was that I was trapped in addiction, or that I had low self esteem, or that I had no sense of value or identity, um, because I looked just like every other nineteen-year-old, like twenty-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like you know, internally, I was far from high functioning. Mm-hmm. I was suicidal and totally lost, and 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 being abused regularly. But I but I was stealing clothes from Neiman Marcus and like yeah. showing up in the world just like a normal girl. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where. It's really important to recognize it's we're not always going to see it and it's not going to look the way we think it might look
2: yeah um I think there was a question that came in even about that like yeah how do we spot it yeah like what's the biggest trip and and people you know people are asking like what what is the biggest tip on how to spot it while traveling Mm -hmm. or how to help victims but maybe Mm -hmm. you can even just speak to like how to spot it in life in general. Like, what are warning signs? What, um, you know, maybe you're a college student and you, you know, have yeah. somebody in your class that's like, you know, yeah. just showing these signs and you're concerned about them. Like, what are the signs and how can you kind of intervene in that moment? What's the appropriate way to, to yeah. address that?
1: And so I think that's going to look different from
2: country to country. If you're talking about college, college girls in America,
1: if they start showing up with fancy purses, hmm. um, like a purse that they wouldn't necessarily be able to afford as a college student, student, like a Louis Vuitton purse or a Chanel purse or something like that, that can be a red flag. Um, If they're talking about boyfriends or, you know, that, that are much older or things like that, um, that can be a warning sign. Mm. Um, If they're lost in any kind of addiction, that's definitely something that can lead to this. So Mm. if, if you're in school and you have a girlfriend, maybe who's drinking too much or doing drugs, these are, these are the dangers that lead to trafficking um, because traffickers prey on that. They're looking for, yeah. Girl, young girls who um, who they can manipulate, and when you're high or drunk, it's yeah. really easy yeah. to get in there and manipulate. Yeah. Um, and then poverty is always, sadly, um, going to be a driver. And so if someone um, if someone is in in a poverty cycle or um, or you know doesn't doesn't have enough, they're always going to feel the temptation to make bad choices yeah. um, or dangerous choices yeah. to uh, to get to get their needs met. Mm-hmm. And so um, kids coming out of the foster care system like right at that age where they're no longer where they're no longer being cared for by the state uh, yeah. really vulnerable time um, and so I think as a community, if we can like be on the lookout for those kinds of things, yeah. mm-hmm. that's going to be really important. And then internationally, it looks a little different, but, um, you know, internationally you're going to see maybe a very young girl traveling with an older man or, um, or scars, uh, uh, bruises and, and things like that that can't be explained.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it can, it can get really fuzzy, you know, thinking about trafficking specifically sex trafficking globally right because I know like I was a student in Holland and there it's you know there's sex workers in Amsterdam Mm -hmm. and everyone will tell you like you know I remember our RAs told us at our dorms like yeah those are women who are going through college and and then now we have this movement like sex work is real work you know etc I'm sure that that makes things even more confusing so you know I mean we were talking last um in the last episode about how Johns think like, oh, I'm doing a service to mm-hmm. these women by you know they love sex and I love having sex. Here you go, here's money and <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. 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 equal exchange, yeah, equal exchange. You know, and and I actually have met people who are like, oh, I'm a sex worker and I love it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it it is like a confusing time. Do you have? Can you speak to that at all? Like, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit in episode one, but I
1: would always question like if you know, I I did this when I first started stripping mm-hmm. when I was 18. I remember saying, this is Basically, the most feminist thing I could do. Oh yeah, I am taking money from men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Ex- I and you know I'm exploiting them. They're not exploiting mm-hmm. me. Right. Um. So I did have that kind of mentality of like sex work is real work. I'm and I'm taking back the oh. power. Yeah. And. It it really wasn't until I was like day after day grinding on gross dudes that I was like maybe <laughs> I don't have the power here maybe because they can just throw down yeah, another twenty or whatever and you yeah. have to keep going yeah, right yeah and so um so I kind of I, I kind of started to realize like maybe I maybe I'm not as powerful as I think I am mm-hmm. yeah. but as humans we want to justify our choices and yeah. say you know we're we're choosing it well they're even yeah.
4: trying to justify pedophilia. Like, they're trying to make it, like, a sexual orientation that, like, you just naturally are attracted to younger people. It's okay. Like, people are always going to try and justify what is clearly wrong.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it's just, like, if you if you can't justify it, then what do you do? You have to, like, hate yourself, right? Shame. Um, shame. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, with that sort of thing, it's like, well, gosh, how do we even... Where do we even begin if someone is like, "I'm a pedophile and it's okay"? Like, oof, so dangerous.
3: I forget yeah. if it was Sweden or Norway, but um, one of those countries had a female prime minister, and she actually made it uh, that where they would persecute the Johns for going to uh, receive. Wouldn't that be nice? Any kind of um, <laughs> prostitution or paid for sex, and they actually eradicated prostitution well, in this wow, entire nation wow. because oh, God, God, God. they weren't yeah. going after the women who were the victims. They were actually going after the men who were the people driving the need for the sex trafficking and. Yeah. they literally have like stopped prostitution it's illegal there's um you know if you get caught as a man entering in like paying for sex in any form you are arrested what? and That's it is amazing. against the law and like the amount like and so now they're actually moving well they did move the girls out of that country who were trafficked in they moved them out into neighboring European countries Mm because they're like there's no demand in this country anymore because there's such a harsh harsh persecution for the men that they're not willing to like go to prison for uh, you know uh, and so so there's no demand in that country anymore so now these girls are being shipped out of that country into other neighboring countries so now
4: everyone has to get on that train (laughs) so I'm just saying like that
3: could that's like for me I'm like going after the governments and like realizing that hey like actually the victims here are the women yeah Absolutely. that's right they're, they're the women it's not
2: it, but it's the prostitutes getting arrested exactly so, yeah. and so
3: if we can flip that and be yeah. like actually like if you're paying for sex like that should be illegal yeah, yeah. that's yeah. on you
0: that goes back to policy yeah, it does. it's and a what, policy and what, uh, thing uh, that organization that your friend saving yeah, innocence yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so saving, saving innocent innocent. Doing, and that's huge yeah so they did mm-hmm. actually
1: get a law changed where when it's a minor it's automatically a trafficking offense um, for yeah. the john so if a john is purchased a minor, he gets a trafficking a conviction, and so oh, that is a big wow, policy that's yeah. amazing. that got changed just amazing. in the last yep. couple years. Yeah. Um, wow. But we need to see more of it, yeah, because absolutely. most yeah, of the absolutely. girls we work with at Sanctuary Project are. I'm meeting them at Travis County Jail because they were arrested yeah. for mm-hmm. prostitution yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe drug addiction or yeah. things like that. But but they've been trafficked and they're the victims, and yet I'm meeting them in jail, and they're the ones getting punished. Yeah, or, yeah. and they do, and and if we can start to get if we can if we can change the stigma around testifying against their traffickers as well then mm-hmm. we can start to shift and getting the traffickers arrested yeah, too okay. because yeah. the what ends up happening is the traffickers are so behind the scenes the yeah. pimp never is at risk like they're waiting in the car they're behind the website they are never on the front lines so mm-hmm. you can arrest a, a, a prostitute and you can arrest a John but you never touch the trafficker mm-hmm. you never touch the pimp and the pimp is the one pulling all the strings and getting all the money mm-hmm. and so that's the that is the person we really really need to go yeah. after too yeah. and so what what we need to start doing is finding ways to make it safe for a woman to testify against her trafficker. Um, I never turned mine in um, just because it would have been too vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, I still don't want to talk about who it was or how it happened or Mm -hmm. any of that because I'm afraid still, you know, I mean, not in like a, "oh no, I'm afraid, but like, I just don't want to, I don't even want to go there. That's real though. There's not enough protections in place for me as a, as a woman, Um, you know, even speaking out about it publicly, Mm -hmm. there's not enough protections in place for women uh, to start um, coming after their traffickers
3: wow yeah. that's cool to know that side of it that we can like help and encourage that Absolutely. because i would i didn't even think of that like encouraging the women and putting protection for the women to be able to testify yeah, yeah. well that's why there are well. safe
4: houses as well like yeah. and those are very needed like you even said so yourself you're like you want places for rehabilitation yeah and like a lot of them won't yeah like continue with rehab because they're so terrified of what the the pimp will do to or the trafficker will do to them or their family. Absolutely. And I know lots of times they take like their uh, legal documentation, so oh, they yeah. really have no... No power, yeah. over their own lives.
1: It's true, and there's never, um, you know, if you've been if you've been sort of held by a trafficker, um, you don't have any rent history, you don't have any credit history, mm. and yeah. so you can't just like go from you know, kind of living. This is what happened to me and how I ended right. up homeless because like I was living in my trafficker's home, and then when he kicked me out for not showing up because I'm a terrible prostitute, <laughs> <laughs> <the> worst, uh, <laughs> absolutely suck at it. Um, <laughs>
2: I had nowhere to go. There yeah. was no, you know, there was no landing And what are you going to put on your resume? What are you going right, to put on your yeah, application? And well, that's what I love about what you're doing, too, is job training and, yeah. you know, what happens after. Like, I know mm-hmm. from being the world's worst stripper, <laughs> I remember talking to the person who owned the club and, you know, uh, kind of my onboarding. And, and he told me, he's like, hey, I tell I tell girls they come in here, I say, you you have five years you have five good years in you. You'll probably be worn out. And then you need to get a He <laughs> told me. Save $50,000 and get a Subway franchise going. Oh, and that, <laughs> he had a I plan. That, that That's was exactly like, how many streams franchise? out there own Subway franchises. No, no, now I'm the, like, going to every, <laughs> every Subway time, looking at the owner. Every I Subway girl? now, I'm like,
4: who runs this <laughs> place? <laughs> That's amazing. No, but. a McDonald's. I'm just kidding. No, I know. But, but honestly, it really did shed
2: light. Like, oh, my goodness. And and then I thought about it from the porn industry aspect as Absolutely. well. Like, when you're done making all that money, mm-hmm. what do you do then? Yeah. Like, then what? You're done. And so when you look at people, it's, I think a lot of people, too, with, specifically prostitution um or trafficking we talk about it from this like rescue angle which it is you're rescuing but a lot of times people do feel like they have sort of a choice right and they feel like and and a lot of the prison Mm. the imprisonment is like mental or you know abusive um but they tell themselves like i can walk away all the time or at any time but when you are in that, like, financial situation or you know, like, there's no way out from an employment standpoint. uh, You don't have a high school education or a college education. Exactly. yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: And there's so much disillusionment as well, I think. I mean, yeah. we see these famous people who have gotten famous for making sex tapes that have yeah, been yeah. accidentally released to the public. <laughs> yeah. And we kinda and I think that there's some like stigma or some like expectation from girls as well as like that could be my life. I could be a Kardashian. Yeah. Like you know, and it's like, oh, but that's one. Yeah. And then there's a million other girls who are doing the same thing and their lives are ending up more like, I don't have a job. I don't have rent history. I can't, you know? Yeah, so yeah. we can't look at these people that it's almost being made sometimes into as a role model. I mean, how oh, mean, yeah, I pretty, think, woman. yeah exactly pretty Woman. Remember the movie Pretty Woman? I yeah. remember thinking that all the
1: time. I was like, this next guy is going to be my prince. Follow and Richard, he's going to see my value yeah, and yeah. he's going to rescue me. And I'm going to yeah. live in a penthouse at the Beverly Plaza Hotel. I was, a, I was I was hundred percent sure of it, and yeah. we
3: all yeah. want the rescue story. Yeah. I think as girls, it's like hardwired that romance of being rescued, the savior. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Hollywood does a really good job of making it this glamorous thing that yeah. could happen, even like for fame too. Yeah, but then you hear stories of people like all these celebrities with addictions or they're committing suicide or like they're all in these mental health places because that's not gonna solve anything and then like having stories out there where it's like kind of like saying it's okay like pretty woman and like there's always like so many action movies too where there's like prostitutes in there or like these domineering women that are like in the hotels and they kind of make it look okay. Yeah. And they make and it glamorous. Gr- they make it look glamorous. glamorous.
0: But true. a lot of times, you know, people will use the entertainment industry to desensitize people yes. to these issues. Yeah, so, absolutely. for example, you know, when you're talking about drugs or alcohol, the more that they put them in films, the more it makes it accessible to every pe- yeah. everyday people. Yeah. So when we have prostitution, when we have, you know, human trafficking, we have women held against their will and they're being used just as like, Objects, right? Yeah, it desensitizes us as a community. It desensitizes um, men. It desensitizes women to think, okay, mm-hmm. well, if I act like this or I do that, I'll get this thing. Or men are like, that's the way I should treat a woman. Yeah. And so yeah. we also have to be very aware of what we're consuming mm-hmm. as uh, consumers, right? Yeah. So what we're watching, what we're purchasing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are whether we've you know actually you know maybe. Purchase pornography or not, whether we have slept with, you know, a sex worker or not, even some of the things that we're consuming every single day contribute to the issue. Yes, so I think it's true. really important not not to just focus on just one area, but really be educated on how we can even change the narrative yeah. as yeah. a whole, And,
2: like, not yeah. to let culture always tell you what's empowering that's or exactly. not. like what's okay. Exactly, yeah, right exactly. now yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, sex mm-hmm. work is real work. Or, like, you can be a stripper and be on top of the world. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. didn't feel like that for either no. you know or like <laughs> I know well like yeah hustlers yeah, yeah, yeah. parties like getting it you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and like you know there, there's all these things in our culture right now where it's like this is empowering for women now mm-hmm. <laughs> but then at right. the same time on the flip side you have the me too movement happening where women are like I'm being exploited. Help!
1: Right, and mm-hmm. it's like almost the same women who are saying "me too" and who are like going sex and sex work is real yeah. work. Yeah, and and so I think that's where we like, where do we enter into this conversation yeah. and agree or disagree? Mm-hmm. Because if we're if we're you know, it's like the more women are saying "I'm," it's my body, it's my business, then they're also getting like people crossing their boundaries and violating their boundaries and then saying oh no I've been exploited me too Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's like well you can't really have both in you some can. ways it's like you have to kind of choose a side like are we anti-exploitation and are we going to expose this stuff in Hollywood that's mm-hmm. starting to be exposed I mean because if you think about who's behind making these films some really. of the biggest names in Hollywood yeah. in the last year or two have been taken down by sex offenders by, yeah by yep. this Absolutely. me too yep. movement yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then you know so if we're are we going to Join that that movement mm-hmm. and say, this isn't okay? Or are we gonna say, um, you know, it's my body, my business, sex work is real work. Um, and so really I think, not not to be polarizing, but yeah. but you kind of oh. can't do I'll both po- as po- a woman. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of can't be both of hashtag me too and hashtag my body, my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really yeah. kind of have to, to choose a side and and stick with it and, and mm, lean yeah. in.
0: And yeah. I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the first episode is really identifying what true sexuality is mm. and, like, really that confidence in who you really are, like, truly. Because sex in itself is not bad. I think we kind of talked about that. And sexuality in I think itself it's good. Is, not, is not bad, right. Oh, so, it's right. I
4: know, but... So if so how, your sex isn't them.
0: good, talk to... Yeah. Yeah. If Carla,
2: your
3: husband Carla. has Carla. had enough oh, champagne, okay. sex yeah. isn't <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like but, but people
0: do and I think even like at a, at a very young age I think sometimes children can and I've heard so many stories of friends even saying like oh my, my parents made me feel like sex was such a bad thing yeah. 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 and like just explaining it even like parents being parents like that it's not a bad thing at yeah. its core but we just have to be aware of how we're contributing to the narrative is it positive is it benefiting us or is it pushing us back even yeah. further yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> sorry one thing I so want to so touch so on quickly is that there have been numerous stories happening in, like, Austin area where there are traffickers hanging out in parking lots. Yeah. And I feel like people are mm. so, like, especially females, where like, either on our phone or, like, moms. They're, like, mm. busy trying to wrangle, like, all their little children. And there's been so many stories where there's been attempts and probably successful attempts. Yeah. If there have been attempts, it's happened and it's worked. Where people are in the parking lot, like, either saying that they're with this church organization or... I forget, I forget what other stories, but in our local community, it's happening where kids are being taken, yeah. or young women are being kidnapped, and I think that we like to disassociate it from our reality because it's comfortable, but, like, be aware and be be present when you're walking through parking mm-hmm. lots, when you're walking to your car, But get out of your phone, get out of your purse, yeah. and focus on where you're going, because you, like, we're not, yeah. we're not, uh, what is it, what's the word, like... We're not immune, in a, immune to it. Yeah. You're not. We're not protected. Yeah. Like, this world is dangerous, and I think that it's easy to think it's okay and comfortable, and you're, you're, in America, or you're in, like, a non-thermal country, and you're going to be okay. But, like, the truth is, like, you have to be aware. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We have, I grew up, grew up well, and I married into a martial arts family, so I, like, <laughs> well, I mean, just I everyone on both sides, like, uh, <laughs> She'll kill you. <laughs> Certified
4: ninjas. Everybody. Like <laughs> I mean, they're no,
3: like, my husband, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, his best friend, like, my mother-in-law, they're all black belts in Taekwondo, mm. but with that my father-in-law so cool. used to teach a uh, college class for women on self-defense mm. and it's so cool like I would highly recommend so every woman going through a self-defense class because even little things like find your keys in your bag before you leave the store Yeah, yeah. so that you're yeah. not like yeah I hold them, I hold like, them between like, my knuckles too I'm like oh I'm so <laughs> right. but like you know Safety measures when I go running outside and I'm on my own, I take pepper spray with me. Yep. So mm. it's just like some it's just like don't live in fear, but also just don't be oblivious. That's like exactly yes. be prepared, yes. be on the Yep. Yeah, I think that that's so so key. But yeah. I also um, have – there's an organization called Compassion, and we usually associate it with child sponsorship in third world countries, which is its main um, goal. But they also have this really cool thing where it's like a, a virtual experience of trafficking, and Whoa. it's wow. it's so made trafficking real for me. And I found it at, at some Christian conferences that I've been in. They'll set up this huge tent, and you put on headphones, and you walk through, and the rooms are exactly like – like they would be mm. that you would find in the Philippines for a mm. young girl who's been trafficked, the same size, the same bedding, mm. the smells that are in that room. Like wow. the whole experience is made to be you are walking in their footsteps for a day. Oh. And it's so eye opening and it it so jolts your senses to what the realistic look on sex trafficking can be. I know there is this whole side of it where there are expensive handbags and they're actually staying in nice places. But then there's this other side to it where it's like, sometimes it's not the Hollywood quote. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the you're sharing a room with two or three girls and like locked you're, in a room. and you are locked yeah, in that yeah, room yeah. and yeah. your blanket, like you are not allowed out to go to the bathroom. Like it's, yeah. and so, so, come, so know, kind of going through some of those kind of experiences and, and going through these virtual experiences, it gives you a better understanding of like, Oh, this is reality. Yeah. Yeah. Not what yeah. I'm seeing on TV. Not yeah. what I'm seeing in the movie. It's not hustlers. Yeah. It's not Cardi yeah. B. Mm-hmm. It's like dirty, disgusting, Gritty, yeah. mm-hmm. no choice, you know? And so, I think getting a good understanding of both sides of those um, helps as well so that we don't just have this view of like it's beautiful and it's like I'm I'm getting the nice purses and stuff because some people are
0: getting that I never got them <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I kept hoping I was like if I keep at this if I get better at this yeah, maybe I'll get it yeah. Yeah. and yeah. another thing is uh, to keep in mind like uh, you know you were talking about some tips earlier of things that we could be aware of and we'll also put some in the description box below so you guys can kind of just be more aware in the community as you're going to different events as you're going around just to keep your eyes open because it does take a village and you yeah. know like yeah. it, there's nothing more amazing than looking out for someone other than yourself and you could be the answer or the person that could help save someone's life and so, you know, even in, you know, big sporting events, uh, you know, mm-hmm. F1 here in Austin, any type of major Southwest, concert, Southwest. South by Southwest, all those things, you guys need yeah. to be aware when there are big festivals or events going on in your state, your region, your area, that is a huge opportunity. That's when they pull in a yeah. lot NASCAR, of trafficking. Yeah, traffic mm-hmm. victims and they're there. They're walking in the streets. They're sometimes going to the concerts with you. They're at the sporting events. So just please be at the hotels that you're probably mm-hmm. staying at. Just keep mm-hmm. your eyes open, make it yeah. intentional to just think and look out for someone else. We want to thank you so much for watching this episode. We know it's been a little bit heavier of a topic. We hope we've we've been able to make it a little bit um, more enjoyable to digest. We want to thank Holly, Christine Mm -hmm. Hayes for joining us again. You guys, please, please support her organization. If you're looking for um, a way to contribute, even just start contributing, please check out her website. Please help these amazing women um, that are just literally changing their lives and, and, yeah it's beautiful so don't forget to like and subscribe this video comment below let us know how you feel about these episodes if something's been stirred up in you we want to know about it don't forget to follow us um, on instagram as well Um, and keep interacting with us when we do these polls like chris and i we like love seeing you guys give your feedback and we will be going live next month so be on the lookout for our next live episode until next time guys